here's a question for you. How important is it for us to talk to God about everything? Mm -hmm. Well, one of the Bible to Life messages that you can read online deals with this, one of those conversations. And we're going to talk about it with Chris Martin this morning, who is the editor and the person that heads up that website, BibleToLife.com. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. How are you guys this morning? Yeah, doing good. Appreciate you checking in with us. And so we wanted to get an update uh, on the uh, website. But first of all, for those that aren't familiar with BibleToLife.com, tell us a little bit more about it, would you, Chris? Yeah, sure. So BibleToLife.com is a ministry created by Moody Bible Institute just about a year and a half ago, a Mm -hmm. year ago or so. And um, we created it really because we recognize that a lot of people are searching the internet for uh, all kinds of faith-based resources that they can trust. And that's the big kind of key, the sort of X factor, I guess you could say, is there's all kinds of stuff on the internet about faith, about how faith applies to life, whether it's Christianity or just faith in general, because, you know, plenty of statistics are showing that people are are largely spiritual, but not religious. And so um, all kinds of people are searching for faith-related questions about how to how do I think about faith and spirituality as it pertains to life? They're Googling literal questions or they're just Googling topics like, you know, I'm dealing with this particular issue in my marriage. How do I deal with that from a Christian or from a faithful perspective? And so we at Moody Publishers specifically said, hey, we've got all kinds of great books and and faithful authors here. What if we took some of these resources that we've published in book form over the last few decades and, uh, chopped them up and made them available in sort of article and resource form on the internet for all these people searching things. And so that's really the heart of Bible to Life is we want to make our resources as a publisher as accessible and helpful as possible for people who may never pick up a Christian book or not even know that particular book exists, but will be Googling things like this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Chris, this month and today in the Word, we're talking about prayer. And so this really intrigued me. Don't give God the silent treatment. What's that article about? Yeah, so this article is from Dr. Winfred Neely and his awesome, awesome book, How to Overcome Worry, um, which interestingly enough, that book has actually started um, selling more recently in the last few months than it has in the last eight months or, or year or so. And, you know, it's, it's not surprising given New Year, people are considering anxiety and how they wrestle with worry and how they trust God amidst their worries and concerns. I think the New Year is always a time, especially after the holiday season and things kind of die down, there's a sort of quiet that comes in our souls that can be discouraging sometimes and, and kind of, you know, all the noise and all the family leaves or whatever else. And it can it can be a sort of difficult time for a lot of people, depending on where you are. Climate wise, you can have the sort of winter blues and the seasonal uh, depression that can often come is increasingly common, I think. And so in his book, he talks about how we shouldn't be giving God the silent treatment. Um, and he, he says, he says, uh, our all-knowing Heavenly Father wants us to trust him and depend on him. Mm-hmm. The fact that our Father already knows our needs and cares is a major incentive for believing prayer and trust in him. He wants us to talk to him, sharing our hearts and needs and troubles <clears> with him. <throat> you know, I help lead in the student ministry at our church, and one of the things I talk to our students about a lot is how— God wants a relationship with us. Well, you can't really have a relationship with somebody if you never talk to them. And I think that's a, you know, if a lot of folks find prayer difficult or even reading the Bible to be quite difficult, kind of the two core disciplines of a daily Christian walk, uh, walk in faith. And, and I think what we need to recognize if those things sometimes seem burdensome is to really see them as two parts of a conversation. Mm. And it's really hard to develop a deep lasting relationship with our Lord. If we never take the time to speak to him through prayer or hear from him 
through his word. Mm -hmm. That's just one of the articles that you can read on BibleToLife.com. And we're talking with Chris Martin, who is the editor of that website. So, Chris, I know that you uh, scour the Internet and you try to find out what's trending and try to find information about that so that people can be informed. What's been popping up for you recently? Yeah. So when we, you know, that is, you're exactly right. When I look at, um, you know, what kind of resources should we provide and what kind of needs do people have? Mm-hmm. Um, there are all kinds of tools on the internet to, to do this, and it is an art and a science. Um, but I also look at kind of the stats on Bible to Life, you know, like what are people reading? Mm-hmm. Because what that tells me is not just, oh, wow, that article's popular. That's cool. It tells me more, hey, this is a need and maybe mm-hmm. provide some more resources regarding that need. Um, and so one of the biggest resources we've had, one of the most popular resources we've had in the last three months has unsurprisingly been our top five Bible reading plans for 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I created a resource. I, I just wrote this one up. This isn't from a book or anything. Um, I wrote up a resource in the middle of November called Top Five Bible Reading Plans for 2023 because I know, because I've done it myself and I know how the internet works, that people start looking for Bible reading plans around Christmas time and, and obviously right into the new year. In fact, I can tell you, you're looking at the stats that those two weeks between Christmas and the new year uh, or that that week or so between Christmas and the new year is definitely the most popular time people are thinking about this sort of thing. And so we we recommend in our top five Bible reading plans uh, list a handful of really great resources to help people engage with God's word. Um, that's been our most trafficked article for the last six or eight months, honestly. Um, and uh, unsurprisingly, and our, our top one there is is the newest one that we just published, actually, 52 Weeks in the Word mm, with Trilly Newbell, which is which has been flying off the shelves. And and um, and I highly recommend that she's she's a friend of mine and she does a really great job of encouraging us to engage God's word in a way that doesn't feel burdensome, but does feel encouraging and and helps us. Uh, hear from the Lord each day. Mm, that's good. I think that's the most encouraging thing ever, Chris, to hear that people really want to get into mm-hmm. God's Word. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's why this yeah. <laughs> this exists. But <clears throat> I'm really intrigued by this one article, A Lonely Jesus for a Lonely People. I never thought of Jesus as being lonely. Yeah. Yeah, you think, you know, you think of Jesus, I mean, he's perfect. He's the perfect son of God. And it's it's hard to think about Jesus as lonely because it, it feels like a sort of deficiency. Obviously, it's not a sin to be lonely, but it feels like how could how could Jesus be insufficient, missing something, you know, lonely? Mm-hmm. How does that how does that work? And I totally understand. Um, and this is from Dan Darling in his book, uh, The Characters of Creation. Um, he's talking about about Adam and, and how how man is not meant to be alone. And and he says, Dan Darling writes, he says, Jesus came to erase the loneliness of image bearers because of sin, uh, because of our sin, that, that vile poison that entered Eden, the Mm. serpent crusher chose loneliness that day on Golgotha so that we would never again have to be alone. Mm. So there's a certain loneliness in our sin and, and we can feel alone and ashamed and like nobody's ever experienced anything we have before, like, you know, anything like we have, uh, in our own sin. And, and what Dan says here is he's saying, look, Jesus was alone on the cross so that you didn't have to feel alone anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a tremendous message for wow. us to be reminded of. And if, if we ever find ourselves ashamed or feeling feeling like nobody should want to be mm-hmm. around us, that, that Jesus was alone so that we don't have to be. I yeah. love that. That's very good. Mm-hmm. Also, I think that, you know, maybe after COVID, uh, people are now starting to feel comfortable about going back to church and wanting to find a church if they haven't had one or whatever the case might be. And there's also one of the articles that's on there about the top seven things to look for in a church. So talk about that article just a little bit. 
Yeah, sure. So um, this is from Carl Clausen, uh, and um, he does a really great job. Man, I just I so appreciate what he has to say about um, how to look for things in a church and and what you should what you should look for, what you shouldn't look for. And I think what was so great about this article is just the importance of finding a body of Christ that loves each other mm-hmm. um, and cares for each other and and attends to one another's needs. Um, and there are you know it's really easy to dog on the church today and find so many. Um, find so many things wrong, and and obviously, I mean, we're we're all sinners who are in need of a savior. Um, and but but I think what's great in this article, especially, is that um, there's a certain amount of grace that and, and humility that's needed for community. And I think it's really important for us to uh, have that grace and humility, not only expected of our leaders, though that's important. And Carl calls attention to that here in the article that we should look for humble leadership in a church. And we should look for a church that's, you know, motivated and and move forward by prayer that has a God sized vision. All of these things are very important, Mm -hmm. but I think that atmosphere of love point, he makes a point five, the fifth thing, the atmosphere of love, he says, atmosphere is a worthy thing to look for in any church, but the prevailing feeling must be love. Love is the first Mm -hmm. fruit of the spirit listed in God's word. Love conquers all. It offers to heal those in pain and turns wounds into sacred scars. Mm -hmm. And I think, a, a loving community is just a real, and, and then here's the hard thing for if, you know, if you're listening, you might, you may be, have been out of the church for a while because of COVID or because of maybe some church hurt or whatever else, finding that atmosphere of love and finding community requires a couple of things of you it requires some time because you're not going to find, like, you're not going to find your best friends on that first Sunday, probably. Right. Um, so it requires a little bit of time and investment. You, you can't just get it instantly. And in a time where we can find instant quote unquote friends on social media and on the internet, you're, you, these kinds of friendships that are really worthwhile require a significant amount of time mm-hmm. and investment. Um, and it requires, again, some some grace and, and some patience um, and recognizing that the, the atmosphere of love may not always feel as warm and fuzzy as that sounds. And you may need to be willing to give people grace and recognize that people are going to sin and sin against you um, and that you can still find an atmosphere and a, and a loving community, um, even if people are sinful and broken and that recognizes not only their sinfulness and brokenness, but also our own. Um, and so I, I really appreciate this article from, from Carl and, and reentering a church post COVID I know can be incredibly difficult. Um, and so I think that, uh, examining a church for these seven things while also holding them all kind of with an open hand and just being gracious is, mm-hmm. is an important thing to yeah, do. Definitely. We're talking with Chris Martin from Bible to life and Chris, you also tackle some really hard questions that, well, a lot of people, a lot of skeptics may be asking, like, why did God create us if he knew we would sin? That's a toughie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is a toughie. <laughs> and and Don Cole, this is, this is from a book that we published a number of years ago called Do Angels Really Have Wings, which is just full of like 200 questions like this one. Uh, the hmm. questions that like you guys surely get in, in the radio space from time to time that I, you know, I work in student ministry. Like I said, um, I volunteer at my church in the student ministry and, and uh, I know we get questions like this all the time mm-hmm. as leaders in student ministry. And so uh, these are the, this is really, these kinds of articles are the heartbeat of what we're trying to do at Bible to life. Uh, and, and he writes that, you know, maybe many Bible students or even, you know, unbelievers ask this question. Um, and, and uh, he says, here, uh, for God so loved the world, John three sixteen says that He gave His one and only Son. For reasons we do not fully fathom, God loved the work of His hands, and maybe that is why He created. He loved the world even before His act of creation. And Don Cole, the author here, continues. He says it seems that God created us as an expression of His love, 
and to receive our praise. Despite our sin, he has made a way for us to spend eternity with him when the sin and sorrow of the past will be forgotten. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that's a really important thing is that sin is bad. It's really bad. I mean, it, it, break, it breaks our relationship with the Father. However, the Father, I think, would rather have a relationship with us on the other side of sin than not have one with us at all. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an important thing to remember is that God is willing to help us work through our sin and get to him rather than, you know, if you can imagine a, a world like this, go, go back before time began where he could just foresee exactly what was going to happen and say, I'd rather not go through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd rather not, I'd rather not deal with all that. God would rather deal with all of that. God would rather deal with all of our sin and still have us than never have us at all. Amen. Mm-hmm. That's right. And that's a great place for us to offer for somebody that's listening right now, that maybe you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you don't realize that he loves you that way with an everlasting love and paid the ultimate price on the cross for your sins so that he could give you eternal life. And on the other side of death, that he can uh, be with you forever. Uh, And so we'd love to offer you that opportunity to accept that right now. And you can just pray and ask him to come into your life and to change your life and to forgive you of your sins, that you recognize you're a sinner and you need a Savior. You can do that. And right now, Scripture says if you call upon the name of the Lord and do that, you will be saved. And so we're just asking that if you want to do that, you can give us a call at 800-221-9356, or you can actually call anytime at 888-NEED-HIM and talk with somebody about uh, that great and greatest decision that you can ever make. Mm -hmm. And so we hope that you'll do that. But this is a great resource. We hope you'll check into it. It's called BibleToLife.com. And uh, Chris Martin, the editor there, is our guest. Always a pleasure to talk Mm -hmm. with you, Chris. Thanks for joining us. Of course. Thanks for having me, you guys. Have a great day.